Welcome to another episode of the Dose of Leadership podcast, the show that brings you inspiring and educational interviews with today's most relevant and motivating leaders. Each episode is dedicated to highlight real-life leadership and influence experts who dedicate their lives to the pursuit of the truth, common sense, and courageous leadership. And now, here's your host, Richard Ryerson. Hey, welcome to the show. Richard Ryerson here. Thank you for tuning in. This is a solo episode today, no guest. It's me with my leadership thoughts and beliefs. So I appreciate you taking the time. This is a short little episode to help you in your leadership journey, some tactical leadership advice that will help you along the way because we're all called to leadership. That's what this show is all about. And I want to talk today about this idea of a warrior ethos or a warrior culture. I was talking to a good friend of mine, Devin Walker, who's going to be on the show. He's going to be a regular guest on the show great friend who's starting his own show, his own podcast, and uh, more about him later. But uh, we were talking about this kind of warrior mindset. And I asked a question, and it's been brewing up inside of me, of where are all the warriors? Particularly with the world crazy around us with these terrorist attacks in Paris, San Bernardino. We're looking at this politically charged climate, watching the chaos, the circus of getting ready for the primaries, and it's just, I'm just so frustrated, and I'm looking at where are all the warriors? There's no warriors out there, at least the there are, but they're, they're not highlighted. And this is a call for all of us to be more warrior-like, to adopt a more warrior-like mentality in our leadership journey. And a lot of times when we hear that, we think, well, what does that even mean? Because I think, and it scares a lot of people away. I know I've used this kind of warrior talk sometimes in my group masterminds. And I remember um, someone was saying, I don't know. I don't like these images because like, I always talk about, you know, I was from the Marine Corps and I, a big history buff. And I have these images and I don't want you to have the image. If it is, this is a faulty one where a lot of people think of to be a warrior. It's this kind of unmitigated, brutal aggression, winner takes all, show no mercy, win at all costs, defeat and destroy the enemy, be Conan the Barbarian with a bloody battle axe standing on a body of, or a mountain of bodies. That's not what I'm talking about when I talk about the warrior culture. Don't misconstrue what it is. Is there brutal aggression involved? Absolutely. Is there intentionality? Is there a battle involved? Absolutely. But the difference is with the warrior ethos, and this is why I asked the question, where are all the warriors? Because I don't see anybody, see a lot of people talking a lot of talk, but they're not walking behind it. Because the warrior ethos demands this brute aggression, but it's tempered with a tremendous amount of self-restraint. And most importantly, foot stomper, pay attention. It's guided by a moral compass. A tremendous moral principle. That's what we're talking about here. Intensity of will coupled with selflessness, empathy, self-restraint, guided by a moral code, a moral principle. I owe a lot of this kind of clarity of getting this warrior ethos stuff right to Stephen Pressfield. You've heard me talk about him a lot on the show if you've been a regular listener if you haven't done this, you need to go out and do this today. Download it. Go buy it at the bookstore. Buy Stephen Pressfield's The War of Art. It's a simple, easy read. It needs to be your Bible when it comes to adopting this warrior mentality to help along in your leadership journey. Trust me, 
if this book does not move you into that mindset of what it means to be a a, a great leader, a creative leader, because it is about being creative. Trust me, send me, send me an email and I'll refund your $8.95 for this book. This is an awesome book. And so a lot of what I'm talking about here, I get this clarity from reading a lot of Stephen Pressfield. He talks about in one of his books, The Warrior Ethos, about the example that the soldiers of the Israeli Defense Forces, they have this kind of principle, this code, and I love this concept, and I want to apply this to our leadership journey. It has that what they call this principle called the purity of the weapon. And when we talk about weapon here, I'm talking about what it means to tackle this world and defeat whatever we're talking about here. But the purity of the weapon, it means that we as leaders, the individuals themselves, we must become comfortable with and we must reckon what is the moral use of our weapon, our talents, and what is the immoral use. Makes sense, but we need to understand that if something is unjust, we do not act. If you look at Alexander the Great, a great example of this kind of warrior ethos of a leader to type of follow. When he would defeat the enemy, when he'd conquer him out in the field, the first thing he would do, his first act, was to honor those he was fighting, honor the courage, honor the sacrifice, and then offer the defeated a place of honor within his own core. It's this principle we're talking about, and I love this, and I want you to think how you can apply this to your leadership journey and who you are as a leader. How and This is Alexander and his philosophy, his principle is, let us conduct ourselves so that all men wish to be our friends and all fear to be our enemies. Let me say that again. Let all of us conduct ourselves so that all men wish to be our friends and all fear to be our enemies. When I talk about how do you become an influential leader, you've heard me say this before. It's about adding value to everyone and everything. And when you picture yourself as a leader, a leader of your household, a leader of yourself, a leader of your organization, whatever you're doing, How do you conduct yourself so that you're influential enough that everybody wants to be your friend, but at the same time, they fear to be your enemy? Why? Because you mean what you say and you do what you you say you're going to do and you walk the talk. You have this tremendous capacity for empathy, a tremendous capacity for self-restraint, and that gives you a tremendous amount of power. And I'm not saying power to overcome for power's sake, but to defeat the immoral, to defeat what is wrong, to have the moral courage to stand up for what is right in every situation, not only externally, but the conflict within your heart and your mind as well, because you are a warrior. If you're listening to this show, you are a warrior. We are all in a constant battle. We are fighting wars every single day within our families, trying to do the right thing, dealing with the chaos at work, in our community watching the world melt around us or seemingly melt around us. And you may be asking the question too, where are the worlds? We got struggles every single day. We're trying to figure out where we fit on this planet. Why are we here? What's our purpose? What's our big why? We're constantly justifying why we exist, trying to understand where this fits in and where this is all going. Warriors are doing that. They're battling that. If you're struggling with that, and I know you are, because I am, everybody I know is, then you're a warrior. But to complete the warrior ethos, you must compel this, or you must be willing to stand up every day, and as a professional, you are. The constant self-improvement, every single day, you pick up that battle axe, you pick up that sword, you pick up that shield, and you go to battle every single day. 
And you may succeed that day. Some days you may get pretty beat up and bruised and battered. But as a warrior, you understand that that's the price of admission, the price of admission towards significance, the price of admission towards a legacy, the price of admission to becoming a great leader. And you're okay with that. And you're comfortable with that. In fact, you get to the point where you actually enjoy it. That's what I want every single one of you listening to the show. I want you to do. I want you to get to the point where you enjoy that battle because that's what it is. And if you don't see it as a battle, then you're shortchanging yourself. You're kidding yourself what it means to leave a lasting legacy, to do what's right. And as a warrior, you understand with all this fear and uncertainty around us, you know that that's the price of admission. And so the idea is how do we get past the fear and uncertainty? You get comfortable with it. You get comfortable with the fear and uncertainty because you understand the greatest antidote, the greatest shield against fear is love. And that's what the warrior mentality professes. It believes at its core that the opposite of fear is love. That's how you combat everything that you're talking about. And that's why leadership is so important because leadership is the ultimate act of love. This is what the ancient warriors believed. They believed this wholeheartedly. They knew if you ask all these veterans why they do what they do, and a lot of times we think on the, on the outside that it's about these, these concepts of patriotism, about honor, it's about duty, it's about glory, for, for love of country. That's all bullcrap. I'm going to tell you that that's not why warriors do what they do. They do what they do because they love the person next to them more than they love themselves. In the Battle of Thermopylae, which is a great study, you know, the kind of comic book movie 300 kind of attaches it, but that's not, that's not a good example of what really happened at the Battle of Thermopylae. But the legend goes as they were, these 300 Spartans were, you know, marching off to their, they know their demise, but they know that they were going to protect, you know, the question was asked by some of the one of the the, uh, fighters and said, sir, how do we in our final hour keep our courage? And the leader turned around and said, fight for this alone. Fight for the man who stands at your shoulder. That's why you're doing what you're doing. He is everything and everything is contained within him. And it's true. And when you're fighting that leadership battle, why are you doing what you're doing? You can't be doing it. You shouldn't be doing it for your glory, for your advancement. You're fighting for the love of the person standing next to you. Make sense if it's your family. Make sense if it's your spouse. Even kind of make sense if it's your friend or your coworker. But you got to dig deep and you got to fight for those standing next to you who you don't even know all that well. It's the love of them. And your prayer shouldn't be, Lord, save me, spare me in this battle. It should be, Lord, let me not prove unworthy of my fellow man. That's the mentality that we are charged to take action against. And it's hard because I get pissed off at my fellow man just as much as you do. But the warrior mentality is that. It's not about sparing yourself. It's about not proving yourself unworthy. That's where the passion comes from. All warrior cultures, all warrior mindset is at its basic, at its core. They understand that, that the opposite of fear is love. And we train, they train people to become a warrior that you need to have that love of the person right next to you. Because what happens when you have that mentality, when love is at the core, then courage comes from that. Courage is inseparable from love. And most importantly, when that courage is displayed, it leads you into 
what being a great leader is all about, about being selfless. Selflessness is the root, is the byproduct of overcoming fear with love. It develops courage, which produces selflessness. You know, they look at the Spartans, they look back in history, they used to assign a monetary fine if a Spartan lost its helmet, if he lost his spear. But the punish was death if the warrior lost his shield. Think about that. You get a monetary fine if you lose your helmet, you lose your spear. But I'm going to punish you to death if you lose your shield. Why? Because the helmet and the spear are carried for the protection of the individual, but the shield protects every man in the line. Selflessness. The group comes before the individual. That tenet is critical. It's critical to what we're talking about when we're talking about legacy leadership, leadership that's going to take you to the next level. Selflessness and courage go hand in hand. They bind people together. Adversity is going to happen. The selflessness and the courage displayed in that adversity is what's going to bring everybody together and proves to everybody around that you're not in this fight by yourself. Opening your hand in a selfless manner evokes a desire, a willingness to do the same thing back. Take care of them. They're going to take care of you. Selfless. It's never about you. Never, ever about you. I'll close with this kind of famous story to to line up. And it goes back to Alexander again. And uh, they, they, they were walking through this desert and things were looking pretty bleak. They didn't have any water for miles and miles. And everybody's just dying of thirst. And finally some scouts came galloping back to the king. They'd found a, a small water spring. And they managed to fill up a helmet with water. And they gave it back to Alexander. And they gave it back to him, presented it to him. And they're like, here you go, you know. And everybody's watching. And the story goes, Alexander thanked the scouts for bringing him this, this precious gift of water. And without taking a sip, you know, he lifted up his helmet and he poured all of that water right into the sand. And everybody cheered around him. And it just went all up and down. And the story was spreading what he just did. And a man was heard to say, with a king like this to lead us, no force on earth can stand against us. An act of selflessness had that much power. And that's what I challenge all of you, all of you today. Where are the warriors? Become that warrior. Intentional intensity of will coupled with empathy, coupled with this idea of love, which breeds selflessness, which breeds courage and can start to change the world. That's my task for you today. All right, 15 minutes. I hope that was good for you. Go and tackle the day. Become the warrior leader that you were meant to become. Reach out to me. Let me know what you think about the show. Let me know where you're at in this leadership journey. Richard at doseofleadership.com. Find out more at doseofleadership.com or go to my personal website, richardryerson.com and reach out to me. I'd love to hear back from you. All right, have a great day and I'll see you in the next episode. Richard invites you to become a part of the Dose of Leadership community. Visit doseofleadership.com and sign up to receive his free Common Sense Leadership ebook, a guide that highlights how all of us can learn to become calm, confident, consistent, and courageous in all aspects of our lives. Richard is also available as a speaker for your next event. Richard specializes in practical leadership and change management. He has a philosophy of inspiring everyone to think and act like a leader, which is based on timeless natural principles and common sense. You can get more info by visiting doseofleadership.com.
At Granger, we're for the ones who specialize in saving the day and for the ones who've mastered the art of keeping business moving. We offer industrial-grade supplies for every industry with same-day pickup and next-day delivery on most orders, all backed by real people ready to help. So you can get the right answers and products right when you need them. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.